Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz here with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 401, and in today's show, I'm talking about a few different things, I'm talking about mindset, of course, something I like to kind of record my thoughts through the week on and talk about a little bit, and then I'm also going to be talking about your workouts and kind of how they should change when you start a fat loss phase or a cutting phase, and then also answer a question from a listener who is concerned about body fat measurement, um, not doing the right thing as she diets. So let's get started today's show. This is 401, a Q&A episode with you guys, the listeners. If you guys ever have a question you want to submit to the podcast, you just got to reach out through email, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com or on Instagram, stoltzjordan. A lot of that content on Instagram is my daily life, farm stuff and whatever I'm interested in, but um, you can still shoot me fitness questions through Instagram and I'll get to them on the podcast or just through email works as well. Thank you for listening to another episode and let's get started. Welcome to the fitness food and freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for motivation Monday, workout Wednesday, and foodie Friday behind the mic today. Your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman. Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. So, like I said in the intro, I'm answering some listener questions today, and I have three of them that I want to get to. Um, these are all good ones, I thought maybe just some confusion. Um, the first one is more of an inspiration based on just some feedback I got. So I kind of want to talk about progress and I kind of want to talk about I keep building on this idea of progress every week, every episode, talking about different aspects of it. Uh, what I think you guys should be focusing on in your fitness journeys and any area of life. I think that progress is super important and just chipping away day by day is the key to success, just getting there eventually, right? And, you know, I'm speaking in general terms, but of course, in your fitness, this definitely, um, this definitely applies. Now, it can be frustrating, you know, if you're not seeing progress, or you just, you know, maybe fall off the wagon is not the right word, but you are struggling, you're kind of on the struggle bus for a day or a few days in a row, just not doing what you need to do, to make the progress or what you're doing isn't enough. So I just want to talk, you know, for a minute, just about a way you can kind of reframe your mindset on this. So I like to, something I've started doing instead of thinking of as pass fail, you know, um, did I do what I had to do? Yes or no? Check the box. It's not like that. It's more of a sliding scale, more of a spectrum. And what I like to call them are ahead days and behind days. You know, there's this point right in the middle. Are you ahead of the middle or are you behind? And what you need to do is just have some ahead days, to be honest, because there will be behind days. There will be days where you definitely aren't hitting what you're supposed to. You're definitely not getting your workouts in, making progress in your workouts. You're not dieting like you're supposed to, eating healthy foods. You know, those are behind days but they're not failures. They're just falling a bit back, but it's pretty easy to, in the long run, make up for them um, 
with some ahead days, with just some days of um, doing a little bit more, doing things perfectly, then you're ahead. And these things counteract each other enough that you keep on making progress. The point of the game is just try to string together more ahead days than behind days and just try to avoid the behind days, but realize that if they happen, the ahead days easily make up for them. It's something that's a sliding scale on a spectrum, and it's not black or white. You know, it's not a you fail, you pass. And uh, this kind of mindset, I think, just keeps you from giving up. And giving up is what really is the only thing that will completely change if you're making the progress or hitting your goal or not. So that's the first concept I want to talk about today. Now, for the next part of the show, I'm just going to get into two listener questions about fat loss. And uh, these are two different people with two different questions, and they're good ones. So strap in. All right. So question number one comes through Instagram. And this question is just a simple one, but it is a complex subject. Something I've talked about before, but I think it's important to touch on again. Should my workouts change while cutting, starting a fat loss phase for the summer here in a couple of weeks and wanting to uh, tr- change up my workouts to optimize my progress. All right, so this is actually what I think is a common misconception with training. You know, proper training is actually a pretty boring thing for the most part. It shouldn't be super entertaining, really shouldn't be too complicated, and um, it shouldn't change all that much month to month or phase to phase. I think it's important to periodize your training, you know, a bit different phases for different things and make sure that you're changing your focus over time just to kind of keep giving your body new things, you know, every so often. But as far as why you're training, you need to really look deeper into it. Think, okay, you're trying to gain muscle. Let's back up a little bit. You're trying to gain muscle what is your training doing, right? What is the purpose of training? Well, your purpose of training is to to add weight to the bar, progressively overload, you know, change the muscle fibers. You are training your muscle. You're breaking down your muscle and recovering over and over and over and over again, and your nutrition supports that. Okay, so if you're in fat loss, your nutrition doesn't support that anymore, right? Your nutrition is you're starving yourself, essentially, to try to lose body fat. And that'll happen over time. Now, you're also putting your muscle at risk. So it's important that your training, really, it revolves around maintaining your strength and maintaining your muscle because that's really the only danger you're putting yourself in nutritionally. You're not going to gain muscle. In fact, you're probably going to lose muscle. So your training should promote you keeping that. And it's really important to... to, uh, Kind of keep in mind also that when you're on fewer calories and you're dieting, you're cutting, you aren't able to recover as well. So that breakdown recover process is a lot less efficient if you don't have the food to do that with. A calorie surplus or even maintenance, you have what you need to make those repairs and also be energized for the next training session. But if you're already essentially starving yourself, even if it's minor, uh, you are not going to necessarily be able to recover the same and you're not going to be ready for each training session eager to go and kill it every single time 
So because that's the case, I am a firm believer in heavy training, lower volume training during fat loss, and really focusing on strength maintenance. So your training should accomplish, again, it really three things. One's more of a of a cautious thing than, a, than an accomplishment, but one, it should promote your muscle to be retained, which heavy weights will do that. Two, it should be something you should be able to recover from. So be cautious of that. You need to be feeling good. You need to be not run down and tired and uh, just crushed by your training every day. That's not the point. The point is to retain your muscle and then um, maintain your strength as well because if you're maintaining your strength, you're able to get back into training even better later on and you don't have to spend as much time with this muscle memory getting things back that you lost. So you have these couple goals with training, which is why I like a lower volume approach actually. The recovery is a big part of that, but also it's just doing whatever you can to keep hitting PRs. You guys don't need to be doing as much as you think. And in fact, if you have a lot of extra energy or you love going to the gym every day, I would rather see you spend that time doing some kind of cardio conditioning um, or even mobility work because that burns calories too. And you're going to be getting a lot more benefit as you lose fat from those things, getting in better shape, um, finding an activity you like, or being more mobile, you're going to be set up for training so much better. If you go into your muscle gaining phase later or maintenance or reverse diet, and you're in crazy shape, you're mobile, you are, you have an active hobby, and you've you've increased your health a lot, those things go a lot further than just doing more sets, more empty reps, more exercises. You don't need to do as much as you think. So the answer to the question, how should training change when cutting? The answer is it doesn't have to. You probably will have to lower volume a little bit, which just means do a little bit less, probably do some kind of a strength program or strength phase, lift some heavier weights for lower reps, uh, to put it in layman's terms. A lot of people will make the mistake of doing the opposite of that. Higher reps, less weight, uh, because they're going for tone, you know, but really what you need to be doing, you know, what is tone? Tone is muscle without body fat on top. So you're already taking care of the body fat with your dieting. Check. The muscle you have to keep as long as you have some while you're dieting. And the way to do that is heavy weights, recovery, and then losing that body fat on top with the diet and the conditioning. Um, you know, it's easy to get lazy with the things like sleep recovery, actually hitting PRs in the gym, and your conditioning. Focus on those things for a change instead of long, grueling workouts getting sore or, you know, having a pump or something like it's, it's, it's something you can shift your focus on a little bit. So that's the only way I would really train, change your training when you cut is maybe do less and focus a little bit more on conditioning than you normally would. You know, you don't need to train seven days a week, train two th days, train three days, really focus on that recovery. And there's a mental aspect to this too. When you do a little bit less, you become motivated and excited for the next session. Like right now I'm doing two weight training sessions a week and two conditioning strongman workouts a week outside. And 
the weight training sessions, because they're so spread apart, say it's Monday and Thursday, I do my workout Monday, feel good Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm just, you know, I'm itching. I was like, all right, gym day is tomorrow. Today's a rest day. You know, it's just like, I'm ready to do it by Thursday. And there's this mental aspect that that'll stick. Even if you don't have a lot of calories, if your calories are the only thing driving you to go to the gym or a pre-workout powder or, um, you know, guilt, then that's not good. You know, you should be excited, motivated, and just like your knee bouncing. You just want to get in there. If you have that kind of mindset, then you will be able to maintain your strength and muscle, hit PRs, and even make a ton of progress, even if you're dieting and in fat loss. So that's the answer to that question. The second one today is, it's a little bit different. It is about not really making the type of progress that this girl wants. Okay, so really what she's doing is dieting, and not seeing body fat go down. This was a long question, a paragraph, but to summarize, taking body fat measurements with various methods, at-home tests, scales, scans at the gym and nutrition shop, and those things aren't those things aren't really telling um, those things aren't telling her she's losing body fat, but she's losing weight, you know. So progress isn't there. And then the question, you know, what, what do I do? And I've actually seen this question before, which is the reason I'm paraphrasing it because I've seen it in the other side of things too, with a reverse diet, with muscle gain, uh, not dieting, you see, okay, I'm trying to gain muscle, but my lean body mass is stagnant. Body fat's going up. This isn't what I want to do. I'm just getting fat, right? So you'd have to realize, you know, this is also maybe a shorter question. This podcast episode might be shorter because the answers are more straightforward today, Um you know, the answer to the question is that it's not necessarily accurate to say that these body fat measurements are even true. Okay. I knew this guy, uh, at a gym I worked at, his name was Garrett. Now Garrett looked good. Garrett was lean, you know, probably would look decent with his shirt off at the pool or something, but he wasn't stepping on any stage. Now he would take our body fat scan at our gym, constantly measuring 3% three and a half, four, up maybe five on a bad day. Now, was Garrett really 5% body fat? Definitely not. Okay. So why was he measuring that way? Well, it was just how he held fat, how he retained water, the foods he ate, the sodium he consumed, all of these things make a difference in, in your, in your appearance, but also in how you take these tests even something at home, like a tape measurement circumference test, you're measuring your neck, your waist, your hips, or something like that, that matters so much on fat distribution, right? For me, I'll do a tape measurement, be pretty lean, my legs will be, you know, a lot of separation in the legs, arms will be really vascular, uh, shoulders will be vascular, and even, you know, just, just lean all around, my face will be lean, but I take a tape measurement, uh, and because I have like thicker legs and waist, um, I'll measure pretty high body fat, you know, near 20 when it's really probably more like 13. So it goes that way too. Where you hold fat definitely matters. And if you're even doing a scan at the gym, I've seen people do these in clothes. I've seen people wear coats. I've seen people wear boots. I've seen people, 
you know, eat three meals before they come and do it, not drink water or drink a lot of water. These are all affecting your numbers. So you have to realize these are estimates and these are things that you get done once in a while to get a gauge on your progress. You know, are you, are you going over the course of three months or six months? Have you made kind of roughly the amount of progress you're supposed to, but you know, it's more accurate than things like this. It's the scale for one, because it's a lot more objective. It's an actual measurement of gravity, right? Um, your weight, but even more than weight is the mirror because scale is just a number body fat. Even if you get it right, it's just a number. What really matters is what you see in the mirror. And if you're seeing progress, so the best way to measure progress is progress pictures better than the scale, better than body fat measurements, better than a $4,000 scan or whatever. You don't need all that really check-ins and pictures and comparing yourself to yourself a month ago or a week ago or three days ago is going to be the best thing. You are able to see the little things that a scale might not tell you that a body fat measurement might not tell you. Like, are you gaining muscle? Are you losing fat? Are you losing fat from different areas that aren't necessarily, you know, measuring with the tape measure? Are you just liking how your posture is how your kind of body composition is changing. Um, do you look more radiant and healthy? All these things play into it. So that's number one. I would go by that before anything like the scale or body fat. And then I would go by the scale after that. And then body fat testing just as a gauge. Lean body mass for most tests is going to involve muscle and bones, and water, and glycogen, and lots of other things, organs. It's not only muscle. So if that changes too, it might just be a training session affecting you, stress, water, sodium, um, you know, so many things. Plus, if your body fat's fluctuating all over the place, your lean body mass is also going to in turn, right? Because if it's, you think of body fat as, let's say you're 20% body fat, the rest of the percentage is like 80%, right? I know some of these scans break it down more by like bone and tissue and organs and stuff like that. But in general, other body mass, 80%, body fat 20. And if you get this done weekly, your body fat goes 20, 25, 15, 23, 18. Your lean body mass is fluctuating with that. So there's a lot of inaccuracies here. It's not useless, but keep up the good fight. If you're doing what you know you need to do and you're plugging away, you will see progress. So today's show, really about progress. You know, how do you make training progress? Well, you diet. I talked about ahead and behind days, a better way to look at progress. And then how do you measure progress when you'd feel like you're doing everything right, but not making the progress you should. You know, this should be called the progress podcast because I keep talking about that, but it's all good stuff. It's all stuff that you guys asked and I answered this week. So if you guys have any questions you want to send in, shoot them over to me. Everything's in the description of the podcast as always. Email, Instagram, YouTube, all that you can find there. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. This was episode 401. Until next time, take it easy. 
Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. freedom.